0: I believe we are all hardwired to be creative and the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, welcome to episode 50. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself, you guys. I am just taking a moment to acknowledge that I've reached 50 episodes. This is a big deal to me and I hope you can feel it too. I'm just going to paint a picture for you. My 50th episode is not the most glamorous location. My kids are at track camp at the high school, and I am recording from my car for the first time, and that has to be enough. Uh, This week, we are going to Rhode Island. It's Tuesday right now. We're going to Rhode Island for a couple days, and we won't be back till Friday, maybe afternoon. And this season, episodes drop on Fridays, and I considered not putting an episode out this week because you know, that's okay too because I make the rules around here, but I felt like I had something to say and I wanted to honor it in real time because, frankly, I'm struggling and I just wanted to share a little bit more about what's happening and how I'm dealing with it, how it makes me feel, etc. So, I'm so glad you're here. If you're new here, my name is Coco. I go by Coco the Inspirationist over on Instagram. I believe we all have a creative self. I am on this endless creative journey of just further aligning with my creativity and honoring all the things that my creative self desires. I've learned in the last year or so that for me... A major unlocking happens when I allow myself to move towards what feels alive. In the past, I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. And actually, this podcast started off as being called a recovering perfectionist. And it just, you know, no, oh, no, 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 it was called perfectionists anonymous because I was struggling so hard being self-taught in everything that I do I just I was bumping up against it constantly but then I realized that what I actually wanted to talk about was my inspiration and my creativity and I shifted and I was able to birth this podcast on my birthday 50 episodes ago and I could not be more proud of myself is it exploding and do I have tons of listeners no and that's okay because I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to create this art and I'm still going to share my journey I have so much coming Um, if you tuned in last week you know that my husband and I are going to be building an a-frame we live in the woods of Maine in the lakes region near Sebago Lake if you're familiar and it is just beautiful My husband's retiring in two years, and we've decided that we are going to build the most beautiful A-frame cabin in the woods and offer it to you as a vacation rental. Frankly, it takes all of these skills that I've been trying out and learning and teaching myself and mastering, and it just brings them all together, whether it's interior design or hand lettering creating artwork for the for the cabin or surface pattern design and creating wallpapers and textiles and just it all just comes together and i'll be sharing it on the pod with you and i'm so excited for this journey but right now i'm struggling and it ebbs and flows if you've been around here for a while You'll know back in season one that Coco, the inspirationist, and this entire platform of, you know, this mission believing that everybody has a creative self and that I'm a multi-passionate creative, it was all birthed from tragedy the last time around. And my mom has, I guess you would consider it adult onset bipolar disorder back in I would say seven years ago. My dad started, his health started, uh, he started struggling with his health in odd ways and finally it was realized that he had a failing liver and it was like a three year journey for him to get a transplant. He had to get very, very, very sick in cardiac ICU, complete shutdown, all his muscles atrophied and he finally at the last minute got a transplant and now he's thriving but that stress level really did something to my mom and then the pandemic I think what happened was it it triggered her it it, it triggered PTSD in her because my dad is high risk because he is a transplant patient, he's on immunosuppressants, which makes him super high risk for catching, you know, diseases and stuff and colds. So they had to be very, very careful in the beginning. And if you remember back to the beginning of COVID, it was scary. And it was especially scary for my family. And my mom's brain just, I don't know, it it just tweaked and... She ha- and she had her first big manic episode. It lasted like nine or 10 months. And at that point, we didn't have a diagnosis or anything. We, it started off as her just being euphoric. And it ended up being so destructive. My dad and my mom got divorced. Their 50-year marriage dissolved. My dad moved out. And my dad's loved my mom his entire life. And it was just so heartbreaking because she was a different person. And I had to stop letting the kids see her. And it was just all really tragic. And then she got hospitalized a couple times. Finally, she got kind of tricked into taking a mood stabilizer because she refuses to believe she has bipolar disorder. And she was convinced by her doctor it would help her migraines. And she took it and was able to kind of, like, come back to Earth, but she lived inside that delusion for such a long time, and then even when she was, like, quote-unquote healthy, it just, it never, it, now in retrospect, she never really came all the way back, because it's not like she was learning about this new disorder that she has, or doing therapy, or being medicated consistently, and then... Starting this April, she started ramping up and now she's in a full-fledged another manic episode and she's spending money like crazy and she's painting her house crazy colors and she just thinks that she's making plans and having parties and nobody's coming to them and it's just tragic and I become the center of it for her because... I can't let the kids see her when they're like, when she's like this. And, you know, there comes a time in the cycle of her disorder where we have to protect the boy's memory of her. And she can't understand that. And, you know, since I've been with my therapist now for over a year, almost a year and a half, because back when she was at the end of just really terribly messy manic last time, I decided to bring on a therapist that had experience in bipolar because I had never experienced it or understood it really. So I thought that maybe if he could support me in the tough times with that, then I could, you know, educate everybody else, which ended up being I'm the only one that has a therapist in my whole family. And I definitely am the dot connector in my family, which is okay. You know, I. I really am interested in understanding the why and the root cause and and it allows me to have compassion for her and it's so terribly sad that she can't embrace this she has so much trauma around quote-unquote being crazy because there's bipolar sprinkled everywhere in her family and none of them had the education or the language to identify it and so her mother her mother's mother, cousins, and ne- a nephew, and there's so much of it everywhere. But it was always just dubbed as either they're being crazy or that's the way they are. And, you know, my grandmother used to take, I think, a little blue pill for her nerves, quote unquote nerves, which I'm pretty sure was Valium that kept her kind of stabilized. But there was definitely moments where she was just wild had ideas and now my mom is just she is so resistant to even talking about having this and I mean certainly not when she was in she's in the middle of this manic episode but when she was in between manic episodes we couldn't even discuss it because she didn't believe it and now we're just kind of last time around we didn't get the diagnosis until like seven or eight months in and it was just basically like she was running down the street and we were trying to catch her and trying to convince anybody that would help that she has a problem and before my dad was living with her not that he could help her but at least she was being um, supervised I guess this time she's just on her own blowing through money just harassing everybody she gets so bossy and so just you can't reach her you can't reach her and this week's been especially hard and recently her sister lives in Hawaii and built a house on the big island over the last few years and my mom went to visit a month ago for three weeks and it had been in the works for a while as my mom was really starting to escalate it started to look like oh I don't know if my mom's going to make it out there, if she's going to be healthy enough to get there, to fly by herself. And frankly, she barely made it. She missed her first flight. She missed her connection flight. And she showed up and she was 99 pounds. And my mom is five-six. She's just, she's so sick. And she thinks her life is so grand. And she thinks everything is happening to her. And the people that, you know, are trying to help guide her or show her that there's you know that she's maybe needs some support she just cuts out and I am I take the brunt of it because I have her grandkids and she thinks I'm just the worst and the most selfish person and it's so terribly tragic but I I share this with you because as I was thinking over the last couple days about this season's intersection of space and creativity um the 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 moment the, the 3 weeks that she was in hawaii that space that was created was was pretty magical i think we were all anticipating it being helpful for her to kind of disconnect from her current reality and go out there and maybe you know stop abusing cannabis the way she was and stop smoking these stupid cigars the way she was and just kind of like my aunt was really focused on getting her her nutrition regulated and just kind of like pulling her out of her current reality and so that was kind of the focus I don't think anybody realized how nourishing it would be for us to just not have her around to have this space to get on with our lives and that it's so evident now looking back because the most joyful, magical thing has happened during this time of chaos and sorrow. My dad has found a partner, and it's someone he's known for like 25 years, and they happen to live in the same condo complex. They met again at the mailboxes. She lost her husband two and a half years ago, And my dad lost my mom. I mean, we've all lost my mom. And he's been, you know, recovering from that. Although, in the middle of her manic episodes recently, they were still seeing each other constantly. She was still reaching out to him constantly. And so he never really kind of broke free from her. And then she went to Hawaii. And my dad went to the mailboxes and saw... Phyllis and they went out to dinner and it has been the most magical thing to watch they say they feel like teenagers it is so beautiful because my my dad has always been such a loving joyful wonderful soft soul and he's always tried to share it with my mom and shared it with with me and my brother and my cousins and my kids, of course, but to see it received in such a beautiful way and reciprocated, it is giving my dad such renewal and worth and remembering that he is living this bonus life with this new liver and he is fully, fully, they're both, fully smitten and he is completely broken free from my mom and tired of her nonsense and ready to just fully step into this place with Phyllis. And I could cry thinking about it. It is just such a gift. It's such a beautiful gift because falling in love at any time, any time in your life, no matter how many times you do it, You might be lucky enough to just have it once, but they're finding it again in their late 60s and they still have so much life ahead of them. And falling in love is such a gift of a lifetime. It doesn't matter what ends up happening in the future. It's just they are experiencing that magic, that buzz, that energy, that joy right now. And after all the tragedy and trauma my dad has gone through with not only his transplant journey, but then my mom's mental illness and the chaos that that has ensued and having to move out of the, home, the one home he's ever owned and lived in. My parents were together since they were 15 and 16. They bought one house together and lived there their entire lives. And my dad's world t- was turned upside down when my mom got sick. And he is now just living such a joyful, filled to the brim life. And I, it's so wild. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram stories yesterday, but it's so crazy. It's life, it can be both at the same time. It is right now in my life, it is both so joyful and inspiring and. And just the best to watch my dad be so happy. And it's also so fucking tragic to watch my mom be so sick. I I actually blocked my mom, my mom's phone number, in my phone yesterday because it's so cringy when I'm on group texts of like 20 people of parties that she thinks she's having or gatherings that she wants to have or ideas and and then also her reaching out to me wanting to see the kids and then her treating me like shit because I'm again saying no and it's it's you know I am doing my best to set boundaries and to, to go to therapy every week and to journal and to take time for myself and to now I'm at the place of blocking her but I still receive phone calls and text messages from other people when they experience her and it's really hard to avoid that and I'm learning how to kind of distance myself from that as well. But it is not as simple. You know, my husband's like, what if, what if this was just like a, because I had a friend that was going through a very similar thing, you know, and he's like, what if this was just Michelle? Like, what? how would you shut that out? And I was like, you, what you don't, what you're not accommodating any space for is the fact that she is my mom. She is my mom. She is the grandmother of my kids, especially now that my dad is divorced from her and finding his own way, which is a beautiful thing. I am the person in my mom's life who everybody knows and reaches out to when they know that she's or when they experience her being sick. So it's like, I don't want to be part of her life. And yet I am the person that people still look to, to be like, what's going on? How can we help? How this is wild and it's like we can't do anything so I still need to be available I want to be available but I want to figure out how to make it work for me and not dominate my day yesterday was just really awful really awful I was just kind of I received some text messages of the nonsense that she was doing and it just kind of swallowed up my day when I get in this, when she gets in this place, and it gets very chaotic, it sucks my energy, it sucks my creativity, it it doesn't leave any space for me to create, and I guess that's why I wanted to share this all with you, because I end up feeling terrible about it, you know, like, this work, Coco the Inspirationist, and shining a light on the dark, and being on my creative journey, and selling my artwork, and building this dream of this a-frame it's all so alive in me but there needs to be the energy to be available for that inspiration and when my mom is like this and it dominates my headspace, there's nothing left and that is so frustrating to me so yesterday my husband came home early he you know i told him i was having a tough day and he's just such a wonderful soul and he came home early and was like I'm just going to take the boys to the lake and I'll take care of the boys tonight and you can just have some space. Originally I was like it's Monday and we're leaving tomorrow and I haven't even recorded the podcast and then I'll have to edit it and I don't even know and he's like let me just take the boys to the beach and you can you can record and have the house to yourself. But then I heard like something inside me say like change your clothes get outside go have a novel experience like that would feel most nourishing and there will either be time to record or there won't be and that's okay too but I needed to take care of myself in that moment and not just like push and grind because if I push and grind I don't restore and when I don't restore then I just get burnt out and I refuse to let her do this to me again. Last time she had a manic episode, it crushed me. The anxiety crushed me and I just refuse now. So yesterday I changed my clothes. I grabbed my yoga mat and my iPad and I went up to this awesome, beautiful spot. It's this land trust area. It's this vista that overlooks the presidential mountain range up here in Maine, New Hampshire, New England. And the the weather was perfection. And I showed up at 3.30 and I laid my yoga mat down and I just watched the clouds. I listened to music. I watched the birds and the hawks and the turkey vultures fly around. And I observed the sun shining on the pine needles above me and sparkling. And I just... I took it all in. I took it all in, and then when I felt like moved to it, I took out my iPad and just started drawing, and it felt so nourishing. I even ran into a a mom friend of mine up there, and I told her I was struggling, and she was like, Can I give you a hug? And I was just like, Jesus, I really need a hug right now. And... I was so proud of myself for taking that time and not filling it with work or shoulds or staying home and doing things like packing for our trip this week. Instead, I just gave myself space. I went up to this this open area with big sky and I can see the lakes around and the mountains and I just laid down and just gave myself space. And for whole, a whole two hours, I just allowed it in. And then, and then there was yoga up there that I've been trying to get myself to go to and trying to have this, the time for and the support for for the kids and stuff. And it was just so magical the way it all lined up. I met the yoga teacher. She lives in the next town over. It was a free yoga class. And I have not moved my body in that way in maybe almost a year. There's been seasons of my life where yoga has been a huge part of my movement plan and and I took a break from it and moved towards what felt alive and now I think gosh just getting back into those those movements felt so so revealing like I remember these moves my body remembers these moves and yet I know that there's room for improvement and I can feel myself calling myself back to bringing it into my life more. And that feels really good. And another observation I made was that I have a new baseline. These last few months I've been trying really hard to shift the story I tell myself about my body and I've been forcing myself or encouraging myself or challenging myself to wear shorts because I I would always hide behind skirts and I'm just so tired of disliking this vessel that is my body and I wanna honor it and if if nothing else have a neutral energy towards it. And so feeling called to do yoga yesterday, I was I've discovered that I have this new baseline. The messages that she delivered felt Different. I felt stronger. I felt more tuned in. I felt more proud of how my body serves me. And I just, I just really was proud of myself for making that space and not forcing myself to do the things that I thought needed to be done. Because when I do that, it just is like pushing a boulder uphill. But when I move towards what feels alive, it just, it flows. You know, one thing I wanted to mention about the time that my mom was in Hawaii for three weeks, in retrospect, I I was filled with inspiration and ideas. And I can look back on my Instagram and see all these beautiful things that I created and the joy I had in delivering my message into the world and it is no coincidence that the space the pause that I had not only from my mom but from having COVID was just this regenerating of my availability for inspiration and I want this to be a reminder to you that we need space. We need white space. We need space from things that weigh us down. We need space for res- restoration. I felt so good yesterday when I left this place called Hackers Hill. I gave, I was so proud of myself for giving myself that time, that nourishing time, for hearing what I needed for asking myself what I needed and then listening and then honoring it and doing all of that in real time was exactly what I needed and it was like I set an intention too that was another layer of like this is this is what I heard myself ask for I'm giving it to myself and it's going to make me feel better sometimes when I'm feeling like tired and frazzled I'll go to bed and before I go to bed I set an intention that like this is going to be such a restorative sleep and more often than not it is and when I set an intention for a chunk of time to have a certain feeling it more often than not does and it's so interesting it's like when you follow your gut and you follow your intuition and you follow those universal nudges you say yes to them and you show up with your full self it's so beautiful it's transformational it is this incredible honoring of of your own needs and I think as women and as mothers and as wives we are finally starting to break out of this role of, like, serving everybody else and being selfless. I do not subscribe to that. And When I hear that this woman was so selfless, I'm just like, poor fucking her. I wonder what she wished she could have done. I grew up with a mom that was just always saying all the things she wished she had done. She wished she had gone to college. She wished she had gone she had been a school teacher. She would, like I heard her say recently that she had a dream about opening a bookstore. And it's just like, what a fucking waste. I refuse to live my life like that. And I think that's why this A-frame, building this A-frame is so alive in me. It's because I, I want to show myself and show my children and prove it. In this lifetime that I am capable of doing the things I desire. This podcast is the perfect example of it. I want, it took me two, I think two and a half years to get this podcast into the world. I wanted it so bad and yet I was so frozen and paralyzed from perfectionism. There was, you know, a learning curve because I do all this myself. I do all the recording and editing and clips and media, you know, graphics and all that stuff. Everything I do myself. And so there was a big learning curve and not only the learning, it's like learning curve plus worthiness, not enoughness, perfectionism, whatever you want to call it, kept me frozen. And I finally set a goal and and gave myself the gift on my birthday of putting it out into the world in 2021, I guess. And now That was just a beautiful realization for me. It's like this felt hard, but I still feel called to do it. And I did it anyway. And I'm doing it because I deserve to do the things that light my soul on fire. We all deserve to do that. We all deserve to be happy. We all deserve rest. We all deserve play and joy. We all deserve the things that make us inspired for me that's interior design and getting into spaces that are so interesting and like observing art and seeing other people create art and nature and playing with my boys and problem solving with my creativity all that stuff fuels me and the more I say yes to taking really good care of myself I don't mean pedicures. I don't mean wine at the end of the day. It's giving myself the, the things that I know nourish myself. But there was there was a long period of time where I was actively learning those things. So if this feels too big for you or seem like I just it comes easy to me, it's because I did the work to figure out what I need. I know I need space. I know I need nature. I know I need to disconnect from social media and from other people and just be in my own presence and be quiet enough to hear my inner knowing. Journaling has been helpful. And I think it was Morgan Harper Nichols recently said that you can find poetry everywhere. And she was listing off some of the places that she that we can find it in our daily life and one of them was the last line of journal entries and yesterday after sitting there looking at the clouds playing that game of being like what do I see I started to read the last line of my journal entries and what beautiful wisdom I always end up telling myself something like giving myself hope and hype at the end and I I challenge you, if you journal, go look back, look back at the bottom of your journal entries. I wonder what, what they bring forth for you. I just wanted to share this time with you because life is definitely not all rainbows and butterflies. And I, and I love my life. I love my life. I love the way we've designed it. I love what's coming down the pipe. And I love the people that are in it. And there are some really tragic parts of my life too. I just have to keep taking really good care of myself and keeping myself reminded of all the joy and remembering like, what do I want out of this lifetime? What I want is I want slowness and ease and joy and inspiration and I want to create and serve and that is all here right now I don't have to wait I don't have to get stuck in the trap of when this happens then I'll be happy what I'm desiring is here right now and I guarantee the things that you desire you can feel it right now too and I challenge you this week to go find some slowness and ease because it's in those moments that presence and that intentional showing up is where is where the real magic is. Okay, my friend. I'm going to wrap this up. I just wanted to remind you that you are worthy just as you are. And I say that so I can hear it too. You are worthy, your body is worthy, your ideas are worthy. You need to take up space. We need every single human on this planet to be aligned with their purpose because when that happens, we get to be our best selves. So take the time, give yourself what you need, take the space invite the creativity in, play, go find joy, and maybe also leave me a review on Apple Podcast. That would be incredible. And if you do, please DM me at CocoTheInspirationist on Instagram, and I'll give you a discount code for my Etsy shop. And my Etsy shop is Inspirationist Art. You can find all these links in the show notes and in my bio on Instagram. But I love all the work that I have posted. I've got some original art. I've got some journals that I've painted. And I have lots and lots of prints. And if you ever want to collaborate and I can make something special and uniquely for you, please DM me. I love creating with intention and for specific purpose. I also love that murals feel really alive in my life right now. And that feels like a really beautiful intersection of space and creativity that I'm exploring as the summer kind of finishes up and the fall comes and my kids go back to school. I am so excited to start really spending time taking up space. Let's take up space together, okay? I love you. You are worthy. You are enough. And I'll talk to you next time.